Dawson. Drop that beat to start the episode. We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jowson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Now, let's talk about 60 plus dating. Those of you who are my age group and older, you find yourself alone. Now, there may be different reasons. You could have outlived your spouse, outlived your partner. It could be a situation where you've been alone all your life, where you've dated along the way, but now you're at that point in life where you're starting to realize that You don't want to die alone. You don't want to be alone. You had some good times, good memories, and you want to have more. It's not that your life is over by no stretch. You may be disabled. You may not be able to do the things that you used to do when you were younger. And so now you have a slower pace of life. You have the grandkids that you have to take care of every once in a while when you choose to do so. Kids are concerned about your health and everything. But you're trying to stay physically fit. You're working out. You're going. You're traveling. You're living life. But you want to enjoy those moments with someone. That's understandable. And sometimes it can be very difficult finding that partner to share your life with. The reason being is that Things have changed so much out there. Some of you are not really that familiar with technology and a lot of you don't trust it. You didn't grow up with it, so it's still something that may be sort of intimidating. It's understandable. Others of you look at it as a young person's game. But it's not. See, dating is not a game. You're dealing with people's lives, people's livelihood. So with that, you have to look at some of the things that are paramount, that are important to you. You have a great sense of self now. You've had experiences to draw back on. You're a lot wiser. There are a lot of mistakes that you won't make that others have. Now you've paid your dues many ways but now you're ready to find that moment of peace in your life a time where you could be with someone and enjoy the rest of it at this point you're not so much into dating or going out with a whole bunch of people you're just looking for one good person in your life that you could settle down with and have a nice life with finding comfort But now there's a big challenge that you have to face. And that is running into people that are set in their ways. 
And you have to look at it from the standpoint that all of the experiences these people had actually forged the way they think and believe now. And in many ways, you're in that same category to a certain degree. And it may be a little bit more difficult for you to make compromises because, well, you've been alone for a while. And not only that, you may think that nobody else would be suitable for you to a certain degree because you have now become so centric and into yourself that you may feel as though you're kind of isolated. Now, nobody wants to go and die alone. You don't have to. But what you may have to do is start getting out there. And some of you are saying, well, you know, I'm an old person. I can't do this. I can't do that. Don't talk yourself out of an opportunity. You have just as much justification and validation to be happy as anyone else, no matter how old you are. A lot of times we condemn ourselves because of our personal perceptions of ourselves. And sometimes we don't let the light shine in from other people that may have a different view of us. And this may put us in a certain mindset where we may think that there's nobody else for me. I've already gone through a marriage. I've reared my kids. I have my grandkids. I have my puppy, I have my cat. So therefore, what else is there? There's still opportunities for you to be happy. Now, many of you are looking for an activity partner. That's a person, that's a companion that you may want to go traveling with or you may want to go to a casino with or something of that sort. But now, you're a lot more tempered you have a better understanding of life. Much better than the younger demographic. They're still trying to figure things out. You know where you are. You have a sense of self in place. True enough, many of you are on fixed income. Some of you worked your butts off for God knows how many decades. And when you get your pension check or your social security check, you look at it and you say, oh my God, I did all that for this. But here's one thing that you have that other people don't. You have peace of mind. You paid your dues. Now it's time for you to live a little, enjoy your life, and not just become a stoic individual filled with sadness. Sometimes it's a hard thing to do because we deny ourselves so long and so much while we go and sacrifice for family sacrifice for friends, we sacrifice for everyone, and sometimes we fail to really look at what we've given up that would have been of our own interest. Sacrifice for the company. You went on days when you were sick. You went in on days when you were tired. You went on, on days when you really didn't feel like your best. And that's all taken a toll on you over the years. And now some of you feel guilty about enjoying this time in your life. And you should. So therefore, 
you're thinking, okay, at this point, what do I want? How do I want my life structured? Well, see, this is the beauty of aging. After you've had that experience in life, you now have a better choice of what you want to be in it. Sure enough, some of you are dealing with your kids, trying to put you in a nursing home. Others are dealing with other issues such as familial differences and grudges and all kinds of other superficial things. But now you have to start thinking about you. Many of you ladies that are now 60 plus have to start thinking about yourself for a change. You've thought about the family, you've thought about the kids, the grandkids, the husband. You've thought about all this, you've gone through all that. And now you're saying it's time for me. And in some respects, you still limit yourself. You limit your happiness because you feel as though you still have a struggle. And you really don't anymore. You still feel as though you're so humble that you don't feel as though you deserve anything better. And you do. One of the hardest things to do in life is to turn that corner and think to yourself, hey, you know what? I am worth it. I am a person deserving of being happy. I am that person that deserves to have a fair shot. Whether it's again, whether you've been married once, twice, three, four times, doesn't matter. It's all behind you. And you have to remember, you took away from those experiences things that are going to help you going forward. So now you will find someone in your peer group. And understand that the person that you do find will also have similar experiences, but maybe in a different parallel. So you might want to put together a bucket list. Now, here's the issue that I had with the bucket list. When I was younger, I saw the way some of those people were treated, who were seniors, on those tours when I'd go to different countries. And I'd see how they were herded on the buses and off the buses, and how sometimes the tour guides were impatient with them. And it used to annoy the hell out of me to see that. And I said to myself, I'm going to do this now while I'm young, because when I get older, I won't be able to enjoy the experience and I wouldn't want somebody lecturing to me about where I could go, what I couldn't do. I remember one particular time this lady wanted to go to a souvenir shop and a rude tour guide told her, oh yeah, no, you have to go and get the items from our resort. And I thought that was so unfair. I made mention of it to the tour guide and she said, 
You don't have a say in this. And I swear to myself after seeing that. Uh-uh. As seniors, you deserve better. And this is one of the reasons why I say, don't ever count yourself out. Just like you were reliable to stand up when you had to before, nothing's changed. You just got a little bit older, that's it. You're wiser. So what's wrong with living and enjoying your life? What's wrong with you doing what you need to do for yourself? Okay, you have medication. You might have a wheelchair that you're in. You might have to walk on a cane. So what? There's somebody out there who loves you and who will love you despite that. You know, when I was told at age 58 that I had to go in for immediate surgery for my eyes, I thought my world was over. I voluntarily quit driving. And I thought my life would be nothing more than just a blind man's cane and a CNI dog. I thought that was all I deserved at that point. Because everything that I thought I was, I thought I had at that time, was gone. But see, the theater of the mind, your mind will send you in places that reality won't take you. And sometimes it's in a dark place. You don't need to go there. I remember when my father, he only saw me about three years before he went blind permanently. I used to be angry with God. I used to be mad at God. How dare you take my father's sight when I need him to see me. But he told me one day, he said it wasn't God's fault. He said, this is something that just happened. And he says, I apologize to you for bestowing this burden on you. Because at some point in your life, you're going to be blind too. I didn't want him to say those words. Not because of my sake, but because of his apology. And I had to come to the realization that this was a man I had integrity, and this was a man that still had a wonderful life to live. My father was 65 years old when he married my mother, who was 22. And oh boy, did they get a lot of flack for that, let me tell you. He wasn't that much younger than my grandfather, I think by two years. But here's one thing you have to understand. Love is transitional. It doesn't matter about your age. It's about the two people that are committed to each other. And see, the one thing that you have at your advantage, being a senior, you know the value of friendship. And that carries you a long way. Far further than relationships can. Far further than intimacy can. 
So with this, you can't just write yourself off. See, we're conditioned to think that the only thing that's relevant are younger folks. And the reason why we think this is because we're marketed to that way. You look at the whole progression of marketing in your lifetime. I want you to really think about it. When you were younger, a lot of things were marketed to you. And as you got older, fewer and fewer things came your way. Now, the only thing you probably get is something from AARP, Social Security, or somebody trying to get you to do a reverse mortgage or something of that sort. Or hover around. But here's the thing. Your knowledge and wisdom is something that's a gift. Don't marginalize it. Don't take it for granted. There are things that you have forgotten that people have yet to learn. And so you got to look at the intrinsic value of who you are. At 60, I had to realize this. I realized this on my birthday. I don't feel 60. I don't know what 60 is supposed to feel like. But one thing I do know is that I'm glad I had the opportunity to make it this far in life. Initially, I thought I'd be dead at 35. Because when I was growing up, for a young man, especially a young black man, that was pretty much his fate, being out there in the streets. But I never chose that because my parents gave me the value system to know right from wrong, good and bad. And it worked to my advantage, just like it has for many of you. So now, at this point in life, you may look at yourself in some sort of disappointment because now you're taking medication you're having certain health elements, but you still have the opportunity. It never escaped you. We're gonna talk more in just a moment. Now, as a senior, there are certain things, of course, you have to be mindful of. Things I would recommend, stay away from Bitcoin. Stay away from all those speculative currencies. Avoid dealing with people online that are not within your proximity. People that you won't be able to be in touch with because a lot of scammers are out there a lot of people are out there to take advantage of you this is not to put the boogeyman out there and to scare you to death this is just to help you protect yourselves there are people out there that will romance you that will lie to you 
and tell you anything you want to hear as long as they can get to your social security account or to your checking account or whatever. You have to guard that with your life. Many of you are on fixed incomes, many of you are on retirement plans, and you really are on a fixed income and you can't afford to lose. You work too hard and come too far for that. If they start asking for money, you shut it down, you report them. You don't have to deal with that. You deserve better. You want someone that you can meet. They'll give you excuses online about how they're in this different country or there's some CIA agent or some crap like that. No, you, you don't want to complicate your life like that. You want to keep it simple. You work too hard to have all this confusion and nonsense. Some of you may be dealing with dementia. I remember my mother had it and it was a very difficult thing. It was a hurting thing to watch a parent deteriorate in front of you slowly while being frustrated that they knew what was happening to them in real time. It's not something to be ashamed about when it comes to family and friends knowing that can really support and help you. And there will be people that you may meet who will understand. And you won't be just put on the sideline just because of that. You have to remember, every one of us on this planet has some sort of malady or ailment. It could be physical, it could be mental, it could be both. We don't know. But one thing we do understand is that as we encounter these things, we have to be able to navigate them because it's a part of our life and our development. Because just because you're a senior doesn't mean you quit growing. Oh, you're still growing. You're learning new things every day. Many of you listen to this podcast. You learn how to operate the technology so you could actually use the device to listen to this podcast on. That's an achievement. I remember when I was working in uh, technical support for this uh, wireless carrier. There was a gentleman that was used to using a flip phone. He has used a flip phone ever since they came out. And we were no longer providing a service for a flip phone. So his son had the bright idea of giving dad a brand new iPhone. Well, dad didn't know any better. He thought that he could just uh, close it up and put it in his back pocket. Well, when he did, he broke the thing in half. And his son was frustrated at him at first. Calls me up and he said, my dad thought that 
the iPhone was a flip phone and he went and tried to bend it in half and it split, it broke. Had to give his son the bad news. I can't get him a new phone. Only thing I can do is get him a certified like new replacement. And of course the son was mad and he started getting frustrated at his dad and I told him, I said, well, that's unfair to your father. I said, he was conditioned. The only thing he knew how to use was a flip phone and we've gone now to a different type of phone. And I told him, I said, I can't stay on the call with you if you're going to disrespect this man the way you are. Because after all, he's your father. He made it possible for you to be able to even buy one of these phones. If it wasn't for him, he wouldn't be here. And he thought about it and he apologized to me. And then I got him an insurance replacement phone. And what I did with his dad, I called his dad back after he got his phone, had it set up for him. And then I walked him through how to use that iPhone. When it took hours, it took damn near a whole day. It took about seven hours. The supervisor was on my case about it. I can't believe you're taking this long. I said, hey, he needs to learn how to use this because this is going to be his lifeline. This is how he's going to communicate with his family and everyone else. Here's the interesting thing. Once he realized that the only thing he had to do was push buttons, and he could open up apps and use those apps, he handled it like a pro. He burst out in tears and thanked me. This is because people have become so impatient because I'm older, even my own family. And he started talking about how he felt like society had thrown him away because of his age. Now this man was only 67 years old. And I told him, I said, no. I said, now you have a piece of technology that you know how to operate. And he lived in a senior living facility. I said, now what you can do is you can go and show all the other people there how to set up their phone, how to operate it. And he burst out laughing. He said, you know, you're right. So I never thought about it like that. Each one, teach one. And he was so happy he didn't know what to do. From what I understand, he called back weeks later. I didn't receive the call, but he gave me a pretty good a review. Sometimes, folks, we have to put ourselves in other people's shoes. And time, even though when you were younger, it was of the essence. You had to be work on time. You had to do this on time. You had to pick up the kids on time. Now you have this time to yourself. And sometimes you're overwhelmed because you don't know what to do with it. And 
Unfortunately, people who are still pressed for time take your time for granted. This is the reason why I tell many of you single grandmothers out there, before you put on that duster and roll up those stockings up under your knees and put on that gray wig, don't forget you're still a woman. Don't forget you still have needs. Don't forget it's your time. The kids should make an appointment or arrangements with you before bringing those grandkids over. Your time is just as valuable as theirs. You paid your dues. So therefore, you're under no obligation to just be there for their sake only. You have a life to live. You have things you have to do, things you have to accomplish. You love your grandkids, you love your children, but you just want to schedule it where it would be more conducive to your schedule. And then when they get of age, they would want to do the same thing and have their time respected. See, people marginalize your time when they feel as though, oh, you're not doing something for my benefit. So therefore, you're just wasting time. And it's not that at all. It's your time. You know, they don't think that same concept when they have extra money to just blow and throw away, do they? But we have to look at it from this perspective as well. As we grow as people, we prioritize things differently. And as you do, you will learn from your past experiences and you will grow and you become a better person. And that doesn't stop with your aging. It keeps growing. You keep growing. You keep learning. And there were a lot of things that I had no idea that I would have to contend with at 60. The other day I tried going to the gym, called myself going to do like I thought I could do as a young man and start bench pressing. Well, I didn't consult my back, my knees didn't get the memo, and my arms damn sure didn't get the uh, <laughs> phone call. I went through the motions, but my, my body said, what the hell are you doing? I said, I'm trying to lift these weights, leave me alone. And he said, oh, leave you alone. Let me give you a cramp in your back. I had to start realizing, okay, I got to do this in moderation. But still, we a lot of times live the quantity of life, but we fail to live the quality of it. And at the stage of your existence, the quality of life is vital. It's very important. Because now you have a chance to slow down, smell the flowers, a 
appreciate the sunrises and sunsets. And you can be at peace with yourself. So you have a more fluid thought process when it comes down to selecting a partner. You have more time to spend with them. You're not on the clock. You're not having to worry about being at this appointment or being at this job site. So you relish in the moment. There are plenty of sites you can go to, Christian Singles. Um, Our time. Where people are in your peer group. And they will understand some of the things that you're contending with. Some of you are going to try to date younger folks. But they have to also understand some of the things that are associated with that. You might want to go and, hell, scuba dive. And they may look at you like, you sure you can do that? More than likely, you probably can. If you got the will and you're healthy enough to do it. But what they also have to understand, though, is that you're going to be a little bit slower. Whatever you do. And that person has to have patience. And that's the first thing you would need to look for as a senior or a partner is that one valued virtue of patience. The second one is understanding. You deserve that. Both of you deserve that, to understand each other. The third one is respect, mutual respect. I was reading about this couple that just got together. Both of them are 70. And he was a black man in North Carolina. He was a white woman that lived in Georgia. And they met at the airport. And what had happened, he had missed his flight, she had missed hers. And they were sitting there talking about Of course, you know, the airline about how they kind of messed things up. And so what they were going to do was put them up in a hotel for a night. And they stayed a few doors down from each other. And they went to dinner together. And they found out they had a lot of things in common. And of course, they had different backgrounds. He was a widower, she was a widow. She was white from the Old South. He was a black man from the Old South. They had two different experiences, two different upbringings, two different lifestyles. But what brought them together was their humanity and their civility. And then they started dating. then he was trying to figure out how was he going to get to Georgia how he was going to move to Georgia and she was trying to figure out how was she going to move to North Carolina and from what the gentleman said when they talked on the phone 
they were trying to figure out who was going to move where. And the interesting thing was, she suggested, she says, why don't we sell our homes and we find a place that we both like to live and we go there and we start living. So they chose Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They got married. And of course, the family had a real issue with the marrying because one, because she was white and he was black, but because also of their ages. And it was really interesting how both of them had to tell their families to step back. It was their time to enjoy their lives together. Folks, when it comes down to a nexus, a connection between two people, it can happen in a plethora of ways. We don't always know and we always don't have the answer. But when something like this materializes, we have to respect it for what it is. Apparently, this is what this couple did. More in a moment. All right, now we're going to continue. And there's a couple of things that we need to first look at here. Even though we've established all of the things that you have at your disposal, at your age. Now let's look at some of the limitations. Reality sets in a bit. You won't be able to maybe be as uh, active as you were before. About 40% of men over the age of 45 will face some sort of erectile dysfunction. A lot of times it's due to the side effects of medication. If you're taking glaucoma medication or medication that pertains to diabetes, it may impact your libido, as well as with women in some cases. Check with your doctor. He can give you the specifics on it. Other things to consider is this. When you're dealing with that situation, a lot of women may find it difficult to date you. Now, this is sad to say. Younger women will be a little bit more sensitive at times. They understand you're an older man, it's going to take a little bit more arousal, it's going to take some time. And some of you, you don't have that problem at all. You just go go for it. It depends. But this is something that you will need to discuss with your potential partner. Now, some of you ladies may experience dryness down there. You may have not had sex in a long time, so any penetration may hurt. Some of you may also be going through a sort of kind of like um, 
I call it a libido sabbatical, where you've preoccupied your time with so many things that sex is like way down there on the list. It sometimes it's an afterthought. Now, according to one stat that I looked at from, uh, I forgot what survey it was from, but it averages out women masturbate about eight times per month. Now, what that means also is that you had about 27% that did it three times a week and you had others that had 26% that did it twice a week. So it varies. And then there were some women that only did it once every other month. So it depends on how much of a priority that is. Now, one thing I will tell you, ladies, is this. A lot of the men in your age group, they want to have sex. And there are many of you that want to. So don't go into a situation thinking that it just might be a platonic situation. Because, yeah, he still, you know, may want to do something with you, and you may want to do something with him. Now, one thing I'll tell you. As we age, we think sometimes that, well, you know, I don't have to worry about STDs because we're both older and more mature. Yes, you do. And you want to start out with condoms. I know it sounds fundamental to be talking to someone in their 60s about condoms, but here's why. Some of these old men will be sleeping with younger women. Some of these younger women think they're invincible, don't need to go to a gynecologist or a doctor. These guys may transmit something or they may catch something. This is not to scare you. This is to make sure that things are kind of in perspective. Now, there are some men that haven't had sex in a long time. And so, they may not have uh, run that much of a risk, but it's still a risk. So, just don't go with the assumption. And some of you ladies, I'm going to tell you now, messing around with a lot of these younger men, you really have to be careful. If you're 60 and you're messing around with a guy that's in his 30s or his 20s, and he's going in you raw, Please be careful, because he could very well be sleeping with other women in his peer group, or younger women that may not be so uh, vigilant to STDs. Because at this time in your life, you need the fewest complications as possible to enjoy. This is where you start simplifying your life. Well, you should have started in your 50s, really. Because usually around 45, people will start trying to get rid of debt, trying to clear the space so as they age, by the time they get 60, they pretty much have their debt under wraps, their spending is under wraps, and now they are contracting their spending habits because they know good and well, when they retire, they're going to make less money than they did while they were working usually. Is always the exception. There's the person that's always put money away and they're living better in retirement than they did working. That's the exception, not the rule. But what we have to understand too is that as you 
uncomplicate your life and make it more simplified. No one else has the right privilege or authority to come in and throw burdens on you that are not yours. And this is where you have to understand that you're going to have to learn how to say no. This is one time in your life you will have to exercise that word more than you think. And the reason being is that you'll have so many people coming at you to take advantage of you, to use you, to treat you less than. What do I mean by this? Some caregivers will do it. Some people that will claim to have your best interests at heart will do it. And so you're really going to have to have a good filtering process. This is why strong family bonds are very important. Because you will need all the help you can get going through this phase of your life. You won't be able to be so vigilant to defend yourself as you were before. Again, there's always the exception to the rule. Doesn't necessarily have to mean that everybody's on the same page there. But more than likely, these are things you'll have to consider. Look, there's nothing wrong with aging gracefully. Nothing at all. Ladies, there's nothing wrong with wearing your gray hair. I know a lot of you want to dye your hair, wear your wigs and all the rest of the stuff, shave your hair off and all that. Well, here's the thing you also have to look at. You also, there's a sense of pride as well because you've made it that far where you can wear gray hair. Just think about the people who died with black hair, never got a chance to even get to where you are in life. So it's also something to be celebrated, not necessarily something to be ashamed of. Another thing, in the bedroom, this question's been asked, and it was asked by a lady, she's 65 years old, Barbara, if you're listening, here's your answer to your question, dear. Do men like women to shave down there? It all depends on the man. I prefer a bald woman down there myself. I don't know, it's just sexier to me. But it's up to the individual. I mean, now, if you have Sherwood Forest down there and you have to go get Google Maps out in order to find things, that's different. But for the most part, it depends on the man. Now, another thing, ladies. You remember the way you used to behave before you got married? True enough, you were immature in a way. But I'm talking about that way where you flirted. You need to dust that off and start doing that again. You need to start being more proactive. And don't just sit around and think the man's going to always come to you. At this age, you know yourself well enough, and you've gone through so much. Your confidence should not be in any way marred if you, you know, get a rejection from a guy. Think nothing of it. Let it roll off your back. Because after all, you have to remember one thing. You made it to 60 and up. You're beautiful. You have value. You're knowledgeable. 
your wives. Many of you have had children and you're comfortable with your bodies. You're comfortable with who you are. And that carries a lot of weight. Because what that means then is that you're not easily intimidated. You're not easily embarrassed. I went out with a lady one time, she was 63 years old. I think at the time I was 40, around 46 or 45, somewhere around there. And it was hilarious because I had her laugh and we were cracking a joke. And she said, I gotta go to the bathroom because I just peed on myself. And it took me off guard, but it happens. These are bodily functions that will happen as you age. It was embarrassing in a way, but she was laughing, I was laughing because the joke that I cracked, there was a guy that was behind her and it was obvious he was wearing a toupee. And the problem was there was a tag underneath the toupee, a black tag. And it was hanging out from under the toupee. When he leaned forward, you could see it. And she turned around and glanced at him and then she leaned over to me and she says, is he wearing a toupee? I said, yeah, looks like he's wearing a hair cap. And she giggled. And so he leaned back. And when he leaned back, we saw the tag go into his collar of his shirt. And then when he leaned forward again, it was like the tag had a little tough time getting out of the collar. And when she turned around and saw it, that did it. That did it. And so she was laughing. And she said, I gotta be excuse that. Repeat on myself. And she started laughing. She said, Let me go. And she went on the bathroom. It happens. Some of you ladies are concerned about passing gas. And the tradition, a lot of you don't pass gas around your man. Every woman I've dated had no problem farting. Didn't matter what age, range, or nothing. We don't get offended by that, because we do it. If anything, we'll probably laugh. Other women will criticize you for that. But see, what I'm trying to tell you is that this is part of you. This is your bodily function. This is you. This is the new you that you have to accept. And people will have to either accept you or move on. Because see, you're at this point in life where you're so self-defined that you're like, hey, if they don't like who I am, tough. Somebody will. And what you start taking on are some of the masculine traits when it comes down to dating. Just like men do. You know, the rejection, for whatever reason, you'll be facing that just like men do at that point. See, in the initial stages when you're younger, you don't face it as much because you're more of a sought commodity. 
or the physical aspect. And as you age, then you find that it's not a situation where you're attracting those kind of men. In other words, the younger men and most men will start respecting you a lot more based on your experience, based on the fact that you're carrying yourself a different way. And so the approach would be totally different. But you will find that as you get older, oh, some of you, let me tell you, you're not going to have any problem with men. Some of you will still be able to attract them because uh, some of you are going to remain gorgeous. But what I'm talking about, those of you who have maybe attracted a lot of men earlier in life, and now you're a little bit older, and you're not dressing the way you used to, you're not acting the way you used to as a younger woman. So what happens then, it becomes a little bit more difficult. Some men are intimidated by that. Because they know when they come to you, they can't come to you with a lot of games and a lot of BS. You've been through it already. Many of you have been married, had children, got grandchildren, had a lot of responsibilities on your shoulders. A lot of you survived your husbands. And, you know, some of your husbands passed away along the way. So you're in a different mindset. You've had your knocks and bruises. You want to have somebody in your life. You don't want to be alone. But one thing that I will tell you, ladies, you don't have to do. A lot of you don't have to wind up with dealing with a married man if you're single and you're over 60. There are men out there that would love to be with you who are single. What I'm saying is you don't have to just settle. And that's the thing I want you to understand for sure. Because sometimes women will get caught up into that cycle. I've seen women do it, especially from their 30s, when they're trying to stabilize their lives and trying to go forward. They got out of a bad relationship with a single guy. A married guy appeals to them. She likes the attention. And before you know it, she's hooked. But he has all of these conditions and rules on his end. And she has to work around them. You don't have time for that. You're more mature. You deserve better. You paid your dues. So your standards, again, have to be there. Don't drop them just because you feel as though you're older and you're less attractive. Keep those standards there. They're there for a reason. You've always had them. You don't need to harden them like some of these younger girls are doing. Because the reason why they're doing that is because they're facing something that you're not. See, these older guys, they know when to sit the hell down. You have some of them still walking around in Jordans and wearing their hair backwards in their 60s. They're far and in between. And ladies, let's face it, do any of you take those guys seriously? I'm sure you don't. If anything, you look at them as a laughing stock because they couldn't let go of the past. Let me tell you something. I have a friend of mine right now. 
to this very day. And I don't know where the hell he gets the stuff from. You might remember if you were around during the 70s, they used to have these ankle boots that Florsham used to make. And they had the zipper up the side. He still wears brand new pairs of those. He still wears polyester slacks. He still has members only attire. At this day and age. And I ask him all the time, man, where the hell do you get this from? Oh, I can't tell you that. It's top secret. But he got stuck in the 70s era. That was his heyday when he was in his 20s. And that's why he is now still stuck in that era. He only recently, I think a few, about a decade ago, got rid of his 72 Pontiac Grand Prix with the A-Track tape player in it. Because it just cost too much to have the car fixed. But these are the things that happen. And what you have to understand too is that it's okay to be nostalgic. It's okay to stay in your era for a certain, you know, era. If, if you like doing that, that's nothing wrong with that. I dated a lady one time that wanted me to dress like I was in the 1960s because that's the way she dressed. She had the cardigan with the button on the top. She had the wireframe glasses. I mean, not the wireframe, but you know, the cat type glasses. And I had, had her hair done in a press and curl. And that's the way she went out and had the white gloves to match and the, and the purse. I had a wonderful summer with her that year. depends on what you really like to do but don't let someone define you at this point you still have that capacity and you should take it with you in stride and pride we'll talk more in a moment Now, in conclusion, we have to face some realities. As we age, people younger than us may see opportunity. Some people in our own peer group may see this. For men, they may be exploited by younger women and women for their resources, their financial resources. For some of you women 60 plus, you may have to deal with a man coming into your life taking your heart, having you for sex, and using you for your money. These are realities that we have to face when we age. We have to safeguard ourselves so that we can still have a fulfilling life. Now, you shouldn't be afraid of these things, but you should be able to confront them when they rear their ugly heads in front of you. Because you deserve to be happy just like anyone else, regardless of your age, your self-perception, or society's perception of you. It's your life, 
It's your chance to grow, to live, and to be happy. But we have to remember that's a small percentage of people out there that are like that in comparison to the larger population that really are looking for the same thing you are. Happiness in a relationship, love. So I don't want to discount the threat, but one thing I do want to do is to exemplify in some way how you as adults, as mature individuals, deserve to have an opportunity for happiness beyond divorce, beyond being a widow, a widower, or beyond separation. There's life beyond that. And you have to look at it from that perspective. And not just resign yourself to the stereotypical drone of aging. See, your unique demographic going into this particular realm you're going to be the first demographic that has ever gone into aging with technology at your back. And that's going to help you a lot. You look at the advances in technologies that we've experienced in our 60s and over in comparison to those before us, our parents, our grandparents. They've now done a clinical trial study on cancer that was very successful where all of the people participating in the trial have remission of cancer as an example. So there's a good possibility they may be coming up with a resolution. These are things you will probably see in your lifetime. Some of you will probably experience it. So life isn't over. And we have these new advances. These are not promises. These are things that are tangible, that have been done. See, our forefathers, our parents, grandparents, they dealt with possibilities and theories on these things taking place. Now we have the technology in order to go forward and still try to work on these things. And with the results that we're getting so far on many different fronts, things are looking pretty positive. People are living longer. Some of you are in your 60s now, and you will go on to your 70s and 80s and 90s in some cases, maybe even 100. We're living longer than other generations. So therefore, we have to have some fulfillment. So at 60, as a female, you're still a woman. Yes, you may be a grandmother, you may be an aunt, you may be a mom, but you're also a woman by your very definition. You still have those needs of women. That doesn't change. Fellas, same thing for you. You don't want to die humble and lonely. So many men do. We fail to talk about the men who wind up dying homeless on the freeway passes, on the streets, that have had a full life in the beginning and for some reason they wind up homeless, destitute. 
they deserved a right to have happiness in their lives as well. Some may not have chosen to do so. Others may have taken another path where something has taken control of their lives, such as addictions or something of that sort. You have to look at it from the standpoint, if you're healthy now, I'm pretty good health. That's a major benefit for you. You have to follow your doctor's instructions, read, educate yourself on certain things, side effects of certain medications, and have conversations with your doctor in regards to your health. These things are vital. And as you maintain yourself and stay fit, stay active, you will find that you're going to have a more open dialogue with potential partners. You can go online. There are many groups, activity groups, that have certain things that you can get yourself involved with that's right there in your communities that cater to people in your age group. So don't write yourself off. It doesn't matter whether you're in a nursing home or whether you're in assisted living. You still deserve that right to be happy. After all, we have to look at it. We don't think about it, but we all want to race. All of us, every one of you listening to this podcast have won a race. And that race was to be that sperm to get to that egg to create you. There are a lot of that didn't make it. And you want to have a full, enjoyable experience on this place called Earth. Because we don't know how long we all have to live. Think about some of the people that have passed away along the way as you've gone through your journey in life. And how you're fortunate. You know, a while back, please forgive the dogs barking in the background, there was a situation where I was talking to a friend and he had survivor's guilt at 60. All of the people he had known throughout the past except for myself and a few others, had died. But it was the way they had lived their lives, and I tried to underscore that to him. Many of them got sidetracked with alcohol, drugs. Others got sidetracked with not following their diet, not exercising, not listening to their doctors. And others died of heartbreak because they had treated people so poorly that they never knew how to love and not never knew how to be loved. All these things have an impact upon us. We've got to protect our emotional well-being, our psychological well-being, our physical well-being. So we have a lot of things that we still have to keep up even though we're older. We can't just let that die off because we're getting older. And we're talking about, well, you know, this is the way I used to do when I was younger. True enough, you won't be able to do all the things you used to do when you were younger, but the main thing you have to remember is 
you still got a lot of time left to do the things that you need to do for your own personal fulfillment. So, you cannot allow someone to take your time for granted. That means you got to set some rules as far as babysitting for your personal time. And not feel so guilty when you tell your children, you know what, I love my grandkids, but we need to schedule when they can come over. And they will have to understand that and respect your time and respect you as a parent in that regard. You deserve it. You earned it. It's not something that you should feel guilty about. Because after all, they're going to be in your position one day. And they're going to understand. Your grandkids eventually will be in your position one day. And they will understand. Because this is a time in life where you need to let your personality shine. Where you could be you. Some of you are now in your 60s and you're just coming into a situation where you can actually identify with that person that you were before you married or before you got into that relationship, that first relationship. We can reassess where you want to go and what you want to do and what you want to be in life. It's never too late for that. We try to put a limit on that. But if you look at society's effort to do that, what are they doing it for? They're doing it to market more products, sell you more things. That's about it. See, the way we're treated through marketing is pretty much a reflection on the way society treats us as people, as we age. They try to make us become less relevant, less important but we're very important and we're very valid. Many of you are, are very proactive when it comes to voting, and that's important. In fact, this demographic is one of the most reliable when it comes down to voting blocks in the country. You're fully utilizing your rights and you should, because after all, they are your rights. So don't have any resentment, any remorse, any regrets. Go forward in this journey and enjoy every step of the way. You have a chance now to smell the flowers, to walk through life, reflect on things, and enjoy new things that are coming your way. So this is not a time to feel sorry, sad, or get depressed this is a time to feel more optimistic and be more defiant in how you would like to go forward because it's your future take care folks and once again thank you for listening we are on anchor.fm backslash romantic truth you may subscribe there and you could also listen to us on facebook.com backslash romantic truth. You can give us a like and follow. We'd appreciate it. Thank you much, folks. Take care. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support.
If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.